This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. Of course, in this edition, we'll be talking about Tottenham's trip to Turf Moor in the Premier League. Burnley 2, Tottenham Hotspur 5. Of course, Hunmin Son has just scored a hat-trick. Now, Burnley took the lead after just four minutes and then Spurs scored two wonderful goals in the first half through Hunmin Son and Christian Romero. And then Spurs added another three goals in the second half through Madison. And Son with another couple of goals, completing his hat-trick. Two assists today from uh, Solomon. Also assists from Udogi and Poro. And Postacoglu equals the record, picking up 10 points in his first four games in the Premier League. Equaling the record set by Harry Redknapp, Tim Sherwood and Antonio Conte. Three wins, one draw, 11 goals scored, three conceded. And we are sitting in second place in the Premier League table. There is a good feeling about the football club right now, certainly in the Premier League. And uh, it has been a great response uh, to, of course, Spurs going out of the Carabao Cup midweek. I've got three very special guests as normal. We've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? <laughs> Brav, a sunny hat trick, Brav. We needed that sunny hat trick, my gosh. And every single goal today was sublime, mate, sublime. You know what What really got to me today was our response to that, conceding that first goal. We we didn't panic as per usual. We didn't retreat. We didn't surrender. We was like, okay. We just nodded and was like, okay, let's show you. And we just got back into the game. We kept building and pushing and building and pushing. Seeing Sonny in that number nine spot, taking on those Madison chances. Do you know what I mean? Like the team, the t- your doggy, B- Basuma. Madison off the chain, Romero's rocket. Oh my gosh, what a buzzing weekend! And listen, if we've only got the premiership to play for and we're playing like this, 
that's all right with me. Let's keep building, let's keep pushing, and I am, of course, buzzing this week. Let's have it. Ricky, <laughs> I, I love having you here. Um, <laughs> there is a question from Nathan here about you personally. Is Fatboy returning to EastEnders? It's been a big week for you. You've been back on EastEnders. Yeah. Is, it, is it back for good? Can you tell us anything? There's, look, so, look, I was really kind of honoured and kind of uh, just overwhelmed at being asked to go back for a flashback scene. And, and to, to some of the comments that I've seen, I've, I've, I've had so many beautiful messages, so much love, so much great energy. But they were like, uh, did they CGI you to make you younger? No, I just shaved and it was a little bit of makeup and we went to work. Do you know what I mean? So um, it was a one and done. It was a special, it was a bit of a surprise for all of those EastEnders fans in that moment in time. And is he coming back? I don't know. I don't know. But, but it was just a special week to be a part of. It was lovely to be a part of that storyline and to just set foot back on that, that, that set again and be a part of the EastEnders family was a beautiful thing. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was hard keeping it quiet. It was hard keeping it a secret for so long. But I'm glad we did. And I'm glad you guys got the surprise that you did. And sending love out to all of you that have been sending me love, man. All of the, all of the comments, Sean, all of you guys, man. Love you loads. And it, it was phenomenal being back, even if it was just for that brief moment. Well, love having you here, Ricky. And uh, we've also got channel regular Darren Orban with us, of course, Impressionist. Darren, how are you? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a, what a win. I mean, you know, when it came to like the sort of 75th minute, I sort of, you know, thought, oh, anyway, what's on later? You know, I mean, it, was, it was in the bag. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, the, the fluidity, the freedom, it, it's, it's watching a completely different team. It's, it's unbelievable. You have to pinch yourself. Like, like Ricky said, the response to that goal and the pressing so high up, you know, and our defenders, like defending on the halfway line and further up, it's, it's unbelievable. The fluidity, the freedom, the expression, I mean, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And the, um, well, we'll talk about it, but the save from Vicario, and he was, I mean, it's that. When was the last time you saw that passion in a Spurs yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. I feel like Ricky Norwood today. <laughs> Let's say it. <laughs> well, before we introduce the other, uh, the other guest that's not been with us for some time, uh, can we hear the thoughts of Ange Postacoglio on today's performance? Look, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, look, you know, we played a good team, you know, it's, uh, you know, your you, you captain scores a hat-trick and he didn't put, play particularly well, you know, I mean, look, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be positive, you got to take the positives and it's when it says the peas on the side of his mouth and one thing I've noticed at the end of the day, look, you know, you take the, uh, you know, you take the uh, the poster cog, Luke growl, you know, you had a bit of cockney and then you get gal, all right, there, oh, fuck it, and then you go back to, you know, Look, you know, uh, I'm so glad I've got you on this evening, Darren. I really am. Ricky, Darren, and <laughs> Gary, what, what what a lineup today. We've also got Gary Maloney back with us. Gary, it's been too long. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm really um, poor, Madison. What can I say? I've just been watching this part of the season. He he reminds me of like a modern Paul Gascoigne. Honestly, he just he has that Paul Gascoigne vibes, and he, he was. He was made to play for Spurs. It's just like he's always been the top of the But I just absolutely love what he plays. Confidence with the ball, the way he's sold. The one that he done before that was a save. But he just reminds me of Paul Gascoigne. He really does. He honestly, let's just hope he don't go down the road of partying as much as him. Sure he won't. But um, drinking drugs aside, he is 
a modern day Paul Gascoigne and the confidence and the way he plays. He just makes it look easy. Honestly, he's absolutely brilliant. That first shot that was he kind of went with a curl with his side foot. The second one, he was taking no chances. Power, precision, love it. Absolutely. Still annoyed that he conceded near the end. I said that before we came on air, Chris. It always annoys me with Tottenham, you know. It, and it's no no surprise they made all them changes and brought on all the culprits the other night and then we conceded. But the less said about that, the better. At the end of the day, when do we ever go to Burnley and score five goals? It does not happen, mate. It really does. We could have had six or seven, really. Yeah, it could have been more. Yeah, mm. yeah, it could have been a lot more. Well, it's been a good start to the Premier League, as I said uh, right at the uh, start of the show. Um, Spurs are sitting in second uh, place in the Premier League right now. We've played four, we've won three, we've drawn one. We've got a goal difference of plus seven. We have 10 points. Now, the stats today, Burnley 46% possession to Tottenham's 54%. Burnley had 16 shots, Tottenham had 20. Burnley had four shots on target, Tottenham had 10. Corners, Burnley 7, Spurs 4. Fouls, Burnley 15, Spurs 9. Ricky, let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts on today's game and just give me more positivity. I'm loving it. <laughs> well, do you know what? For me, I thought today was a really good test uh, because we was coming up against a Burnley side that's been taken over by company and they've, they've changed their style of football as well and they've gone on this kind of front-footed football and the high press as well. So it was really interesting for me for our side that has been in its infancy in developing this new way of playing and we've been doing well but it was really good to see us go up against last year on this way of playing and being in the in, in the premiership doing this against another side. Now, straight away, we conceded a goal, OK? And, and that's going to happen. We're going to concede goals with the amount of space that we're going to be leaving, or whether it be on the wings or in behind. But um, again, the way that we responded to that, the way that we came back and, and the way that we didn't lose faith in our system, we didn't lose faith in, in uh, Ange Ball, and we, we, we stayed brave. We stayed brave. It didn't, it didn't stop us expressing ourselves. And we just went out there to show us what... Hello, Jumbo! To, to those fans in Kenya. Um, but um, we, we stuck to the task. And you know what? Every single one of those players. Now, look, we, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the transfer window and who we got and who we didn't get. But you look at that side right now and it's a fresh-faced side. This, this whole side are hungry. And they're, they're all kind of... They're excited about playing this way. They're excited about, you know, playing with freedom. And on the front foot, this is the style of football that they want to play. And you can see that. I think Madison, again, absolutely outstanding. Like Gaz said there, absolutely born to play for Spurs. Great turn of direction, always looking up, always on the front foot. And it was, it was just so nice to see his, him score today as well. And what a, blood, what a goal by Madison as well today. But um, seeing Sonny in the nine position, really nice. You know, uh, you can see him getting back to his best there. And may, maybe that's the future for us right now. Maybe that's the future for us being in... Do you know what I mean? The number nine position. Bigs love out to Malaysia. We, we're getting loads of, loads of uh, comments from around the world right now. So big love out to all of you. If, you, if you're there watching from around the country, drop your flags in the comments as well. Um, but yeah, back to the performance. I thought we was dynamite. I think Udogi looks like a, a phenomenon there. Uh, um, left back. I think Poro, um, his recovery pace, pace and his defensive awareness is growing week on, week out. Um, but he's attacking threat again. Fantastic. Romero, for me, very close between Romero and Sonny for a man in a match. Obviously, Sonny got the hat-trick. 
But I thought Romero was outstanding. He was calm. He was assured. He got headers away, do you know what I mean, for the shorter of the centre-backs. He got a, there was a clamping tackle, but I think it was early in the second half, actually, where they had one, uh, Burnley players were running through and they were zigzagging through um, a couple of us. And he just went in and clamped them. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. not only that, his defensive display, but his calmness. And then to score the rocket that he scored today, at the perfect time of scoring as well. I was just like, ah, we've got so many things to be uh, happy about with this Tottenham side. All right, we got knocked out of the cup early in the week. Okay, but this first team that we've got right now, this new first team, this new way, this new Angeville, I think that it's showing us where we can go. We're still in the infancy. We've still got a lot to, go- we've still got a lot to build on. But you know what? You could look at that side today. And Kulu done well today, but I looked at that side and I thought, you know what? How exciting is this going to be when we have a speed demon in Brennan Johnson on that right-hand side or in behind or just being able to swap and, and continue to cause chaos? Um, we're a far side. We're a young side. We're a hungry side. And we're, we're going to cause problems. You know, when Ange said that people are going to be frightened of Tottenham, I think the more we put in uh, performances like this, the, 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 the scared the rest of the league are going to be. And Vicario, again, another great display. Yes, conceded two goals, but we'll go into those goals. But the saves that he made and the confidence that is building within him is very encouraging uh, for what's to come. And having one game, game a week, week right now, we can rely on our first team. We don't have to rely on any second teamers. We can rely on a bit of rotation, but we can rely on our first team pushing forward and building something, building the new Tottenham. And this is beautiful to see, especially before the international break. So come on! Ricky, just very, Ricky, just very quickly, Roy Price writes here, like most, I was shocked with the cup exit, um, but not upset as most. The Premier League is far more important on all levels, but it would be nice now to go for the FA Cup. Um, it would be nice to go for the FA Cup, wouldn't it, and take one of the cup competitions seriously this season? Absolutely. And, and, and do you know what? I think that Ange wanted to take both cups seriously just because he changed the side. I don't think he, he, wanted, he, he demeaned that comp, comp, competition um, in that way. I think that, like he said, you know, he's seen some players in training uh, 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 eager to get onto the field. He wanted to change up side. Maybe it was too many changes. I would have kept the back five the same at least and then changed maybe the midfield and the up front. Um, but you know what? The lesson's been learned by Ange. He knows who he can trust. He knows who he can rely on. He knows who's going to put in a shift and he knows who kind of is, is not up to the task as well. So I thought, you know what? Okay, cool. We're out of it. I didn't want to be out of it, of course. Uh, but um, again, like we've all known as fans over, over the years, our second team, when we change a side, our second team ain't that great. And and sometimes when we want them to take their opportunity, they end up missing that opportunity. So, you know what? OK, it's done and dusted. We've got the FA Cup to come. I'm sure that he will know by that time, having only the one other cup competition and, and those midweek games, that he, he's going to have to rely on his first team again with little rotations. So it's, it's, it's positive. I think we're going to go all out for the league. Um, I think we're going to be a surprise package for the league, especially those pundits that have kind of undermined us. But I like being an underdog in, 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 um, in the league. I, I like it when they kind of underestimate us and then we can surprise them. Do you know what I mean? So look, let's just keep building. This is a rebuild season. 
Let's keep building. I'm loving the way that we're looking right now. It's, it, I've never been so excited. It's been a long time since I've been excited to actually get up and watch a game and go, oh, okay, this is what, you know, we're going to see some hands ball today. Who, who's going to impress? And, and it's exciting to watch. It's pleasing to watch. And we're winning as well. We're winning. So great start before the international break. Great start. Three wins and a draw. Unbeaten. Let's keep going. Love the positivity, Ricky. Darren, let's come to you. Actually, before I come to you, let's have a look at the other results in the Premier League today. Sheffield yeah. United 2, Everton 2, Brentford 2, Bournemouth 2, Chelsea 0, Nottingham Forest 1. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Manchester City 5, Fulham 1. Um, Darren, let's have your thoughts on today's game. Um, well, listen, my first of the season. So lovely to uh, have, love to be here. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, always a pleasure. So I'm going to just go back a little bit because this is the first of the season. When we um, were looking for a manager um, and Ange was mentioned, I have a real problem with Scottish football. Like I just, you know, whenever it comes on, I shout on the, shout on the TV and just go, oh, because it's two teams. And um, the last time that a, a team that wasn't Celtic and Rangers won the uh, Scottish League, anyone know? And the year, little, little fun fact was Aberdeen back in 1984. So whenever whenever anyone mentions, like, you know, Scottish football, I just, I switch off. I just go, mm. and we demonstrated this week by, you know, everyone getting booted out of the cup, you know. So when everyone mentioned Ange Postacoglu and they said, oh, he's won the treble with Celtic in Scotland, I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's a Mickey Mouse league, though, isn't it? You know, what do we want him for? And then I watched this, I found this documentary about an hour and a half on Ange Postacoglu, and I thought, well, I've got to watch it. And I watched it um, on YouTube and they, you know, they had that thing where he was mic'd up on the training field and all of that. I thought, oh, okay, right. And he started talking about how he, he plays and he said, it's, it's my way or the highway. I only know one way of playing. And they showed him in uh, Melbourne and um, uh, was it China or Hong Kong, China? Thank you. The, the Asia Cup. Um, and I thought, well, this guy may may have something about him. And then he comes and we get to know what Ange Ball's about. And it's like, fucking hell, wow. Um, and then he endears himself to us so much, the way he conducts himself, the way he's got us playing. So it's just unbelievable the way that this guy who's been, you know, Asia and Australia um, via, via Scotland has got playing and has got us so pumped up and horny for his style of football it's I mean it's it's unbelievable and today it was like no wonder they're singing you know we've got our Tottenham back the pressing we, we haven't seen this in years you know Conte Mourinho Nuno when was the last time we were defending on the halfway line and you know gone is the side to side back side to side back side to side back it's unbelievable I mean, yes, we, we, you know, we shipped two goals. But listen, if we're going to play like that every week, it's, it was an absolute treat to watch. And I mean, my God, you talk about Madison and the way he plays and expresses himself and he's everywhere. And that, I mean, popping up, you know, you're looking at Udogi, who's a left back and he's coming right inside and he's in the middle of the pitch. You know, Poro with pinging those balls. Coolish. I mean, it's just what he's done to this team is Unbelievable. I'm excited. I'm horny. Bring it on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, for anyone um, who wants to see some scenes in the away end today, I've yeah. just uploaded a video on YouTube um, from the away end. And I'll tell you what, the players, 
the togetherness, that connection with the fans again is unreal. And uh, I've got goosebumps. Every time I talk about this togetherness again, I seem to get goosebumps at the moment. And uh, Poster Coglu, the way that the fans have just connected to this new head coach of ours is incredible. Um, I know I was a little bit down midweek going out the Carabao Cup. I wanted to see a stronger team. Um, but I do trust the manager. I do trust this process. And I certainly do trust him because the style of football uh, that we have got going on at the moment is unbelievable. And it is very exciting, as Ricky and Darren have already said. Um, Gary, let's get your thoughts on today's game. Yeah, just, just want to touch quickly on the cup thing that you said, because I was, I was angry about that. But I think after this game today, there's only one way we would have got over that. And that was going away to Burnley and scoring five goals. Yeah. But we could have got... Right. And, you know, let's, let's not be fun about it. Like Burnley is a very, very good place to go. And if you think of our past records at Tottenham Stadium, we've got a few goals past them and stuff. Was amazing run from the, you know, in his half all the way through. Going to Burnley, and they're no easy side. So, for me, it was, it was unexcusable going out of the cup, Chris. Honestly, it was gutting. And I, and I was, I felt every pain that you said on that show because I was with you, mate. But, to respond to it like that, sensible team out, and the team he should have put out in the cup game is what he's done. And you know, it just talks yourself. But but for me, you know, Son the first goal is just it's ridiculous. The confidence of the chip, you know, yeah. the way. Yeah. Unbelievable. I think really up this game. Brilliant today. I love Kudus. Romero. You know, other than the goal, all of you were the same about you in the stadium, Chris, but. When it goes to VAR, you've got everything crossed and you're thinking, please. And it's not just that it's Tottenham. And it's goal, goal. You, when you see goals like that, you think, oh, this is going to be disallowed for something ridiculous. Mm. Holding your breath in you. But I think it was a great time to score. Edison is just absolutely amazing. I cannot sing his praises enough. For me, even in that cup game, you know, he came on for the last 10 minutes or so. It just changed everything, and him on that in that game today, it just makes everything work. It's just, it's almost like you know everyone was so doom and gloom about Kane going, but I said this so many times. We play more as a team when we don't have Kane. You know, we got the Champions League final without him. We bring him back in the final and we lose. You know, there is life after Harry Kane, and when you look at them guys today, they were playing as a team. You know, you're not just talking. Look, Madison player, player, he's amazing. Kulu on his day, someone who gets some confidence back. But it's like it's like what Ricky said, it's not what Darren said. It's the whole team. From when we made those five changes, I think we could have gone and scored seven or eight goals. When we made those changes and we went back to the cup team, or very similar to the cup team, that's when we sat there. We didn't press and we conceded. And I could see it coming. But look, we went behind after three, four minutes and to respond the way that we and play the way that we did after going out against Fulham was, I couldn't have asked for anything more. And I, I get what Ricky's saying because it's almost like when he says the league and stuff, I don't want to get carried away, but you'd accept going out about out the Carabao Cup if we got top four and won the league, wouldn't you? So let's just... Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think we're getting carried away as Spurs fans about the league position or about not being, uh, you know, being unbeaten at the moment in the Premier League. I think it's more the style of football that we've all wanted for so long. Mm. Chris, it's absolutely amazing. And you saw flashes of that there, um, Conte, Mourinho and Nuno, but very rarely. I mean, you could probably count the games on one hand. Yes, City, but City's almost like we're a bogey team, so we always up our game for City. But other than that, 
there wasn't really any good attacking flair football. But today, some of the football I've seen from Kulu and the strength of Basuma and these boys, it's just, it's like chalk and cheese. But that's, you know, when we made those five substitutions and those players come off and the other players come on, you see the difference in experience and skill. You really do, you know. Um, let's just hope we don't get too many injuries. But like Ricky mentioned as well, we've got a new guy. He looks brilliant. I'm excited about that. So we've got that to come. It's, it's a positive time to be a Tottenham fan. It's positive that we've conceded away from home and we're winning 5-1. And I'm still annoyed. That's how I want to be every week. I want to be in, in games where we've got a massive lead. And we're sitting back and relaxing and conceding near the end, but still winning the games. That's what I want. I don't want games where we're three of eight minutes to go and we end up drawing with West Ham at home. I don't want games. I want that to be like the past. You know? Do you know what I mean? So for me, I'm happy. I've got me Tottenham chocolate. I'm going to eat the whole lot. <laughs> Gary, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we can't hear you that well. So oh. if, you could, if you could just try and sort your microphone out just while I go, go to Ricky... Um, we want to be hearing you a little bit clearer, but um, we're not hearing you as, as, as much as we normally do. Um, <laughs> Ricky, let's come to you. Let, let's talk about the um, starting eleven. Of course, Postacoglu only made one change from the last Premier League out in uh, Bournemouth. Um, of course, um, Solomon came in uh, for a Charleston. Hunmin Son had a central role. Uh, so the team lineup as follows. Vicario Poro... Uh, Romero, Van der Ven, Udogi, Saar, Pesuma, Kulisewski, Madison, Solomon and Son. Um, of course, Solomon made his first start in Premier League football for Tottenham Hotspur. Subs today, Skip, Hoybier, Sanchez, Richarlison, Royale, Perisic, Forster, Davis and Phillips. Um, your thoughts on the starting eleven with Richie out of the team? Do you know what? I, 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 first and foremost, I thought it was a, um, a great first debut start. For Solomon, I think he. What did he get? Two two assists today. Yeah. So he's got two assists. Sonny in the number nine has got a hat trick straight away. That's that's a positive response. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know which way you cut it. It's a positive response. And what I actually really like as well is that they chucked Phillips on the bench today. So instead of putting a Dyer or somebody else, you know, we're moving forward. And to put a young boy on the on the bench, I'm down for that. Even if they put Dorrington, you know, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Dorrington. And um, I think there's a, you know, where we didn't sign a new centre-back, okay, well, maybe there's an opportunity for these boys to be on the bench, be in the matchday squad, and then be ready, if called upon, to jump into the the team and and to give us what we need. Do you know what I mean? So I was really encouraged with those things. But to see Solomon out there, again, bright, you know, nippy, rapid in in, in 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 spaces. Do you know what I mean? Um, he's, he's got the dribble ability. He's got a good touch. I felt that he shot a bit too much today when there was better passes on. But he's a young player. He's going to find that, you know. And he's going <clears> to <throat> understand the more games and the more minutes that he gets, he's going to understand when the when it's the best time to pass or when it's the best time to shoot. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm down for the changes today. How can, how can anybody be upset with that? I think a great point to make as well is that out of the five games that we've played, including the cup game, four of them have been away from home. And I think that shows an, a massive amount of grit. That shows an, a massive amount of kind of uh, togetherness, um, that they're on mission, that they're up for it, that, you know, that playing Ange ball away from home against, against 
sides that want to do something in this premiership, whether they want to grab a point, you know, or whether they're going out there to win. I think it's been fantastic because can you imagine? And that, that away support again today, absolutely phenomenal. Chris, big up to yourself and everybody that was in that away stand. I heard the Pastor Coglu song. I heard uh, Tottenham uh, left. I had songs left, right, and centre. Do you know what I mean? I was so happy. I was Brilliant. so happy with that with that away support. And they've been like that consistently every single away game. They've been getting louder. They've been getting more boisterous, and they've been cheering this team on. When we've dropped off, not just when we're winning, not just when we're on the front foot, but when we've dropped off, they've, they've kind of, the fans have got together to sing up and to push the team on and to say that we've got your back. And I think that that's what's really important about Sonny, do it, do, especially away from home, but doing the kind of the, the, the huddle um, in front of the away supporters and stuff like that. It says that we're together on this. Like we need you and you need us. And and, and seeing that build and build and build, can you imagine? We saw what it was like against Man United, but can you imagine the next couple of home games that we have? It's going to be absolutely rocking. I, I heard James Black say the other night that he's never heard it as loud um, as it was against Man, Man United uh, at this first home game. Even really? when it came down to Champions League finals and stuff, he's never heard it as loud. He's never heard it as boisterous. And I think that's a lot to do with Ange Postecoglou. Uh, coming in, playing the football that we want to see. But this young, new, hungry side, the fact that we can put a Solomon in and, and get a performance, because again, he's out there to earn his shirt. He's out there to earn some spurs, you know, as the pun would be. So it's exciting. It's super exciting. And this is, like I say, this is just four games in the league, just a tip of the iceberg. But to go away from home and do what we've done, all right, we've lost one with the, with the cup game away from home. But to do what we've done in the league, away from home, and what we've done at home with our own crowd, it's just the precipice. It's just the, it's just, we've, we're just coming, climbing up this mountain, but we are looking so bloody well good, you know? So I think there's so much more to come from this team as well, especially when they click into gear. You saw uh, Ange Postecoglou, um frustrated a lot in the first half. I mm. haven't really seen him throw up his hands or be like, oh, what was that? Or look to the bench and kind of, so... He's expecting a lot more from this side after this amount of time. You know, he's expecting them to kind of start doing it automatically, start doing it telepathically without, without thinking or without being told. So that's still to come. But this side right now, and then look, I'm, I'm going to go overboard. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? We've had so many miserable games, even when we've won. We've had miserable games that while it's fresh, while it's new, while we've got this new way of playing, I'm going to enjoy every single minute of it. And like I said to you in preseason as well, like I, 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 I got so despondent and so disjointed from Tottenham last year. I got so angry with Tottenham last year that to see us right now and to see us how we're playing, the change, the night and day of it, the chalk and cheese of it, the oil and water of it, you know, uh, it, it, it is so encouraging. I mean, just look, tiki-taka with Vicario in our, in our back line, I feel totally calm compared to tiki-taka in our back line with Hugo Lloris there. And I love Hugo, do you know what I mean? But it's just a massive example of how much we've changed and where we're going with this side. So, Ange, you want to change it up, bro? I back you. You want want Brennan Johnson for 50 million, bro? If that's what you want, I back you. Because every little thing that Ange has touched right now is turned to gold. Vaccaro's turned to gold. Your doggy, Van der Ven, turned to gold. Basuma turned to gold. Saar turned to gold. Well, Madison, Sonny, do you know what I mean? Turn to gold. You know, we, we, so if you want to bring in Brennan Johnson and that's the one that you want, 
I'm looking forward to him turning into gold as well and seeing what we come up with. Darren, let's come to you. Many said, um, many Spurs fans and pundits said, we will not score goals, nowhere near the amount of goals that Spurs have scored in previous seasons without Harry Kane. Two against Brentford, two against Manchester United, two against Bournemouth, five today. Um, Ian writes on screen now, question for the panel, is James Madison going to be the Premier League buyer of the season? Surely he is, isn't he? I mean, listen, we've played uh, four games, so you can't get carried away. But, I mean, if he carries on and touch wood, he doesn't get injured. You know, I mean, unbelievable. The lock picker that we have been crying out for and and just the sheer audacity of the guy. Like when he was on the left and he cut in and left the defender on his ass because he thought he was going to cross it. Little things like that. Just the beautiful through balls in congested areas, the vision of the guy. I think it's amazing. If he carries on playing like that and we carry on playing like we are as a team, he's got to be up there. He's got to be up there. But more importantly, whether he's the buyer of the season or anything like that, for us, for Tottenham fans, that's what we want. That's what we crave. That's what we deserve. And we've got him. And like has been said before, all the cliches in the, in the, in the book, you know, he looks like he's made for Tottenham. And Tottenham looks like he's made for him. He can play and he can express himself. And what I liked about today, um, uh, to go on a, a little bit of a tangent, was it wasn't just the high press, but we got other things in our locker. Porro playing those long balls over the top. So there's other ways to, to, to you know, to, to, to get um, to get at a team. You know, yeah, we got we got Madison playing those cheeky balls. We got Doggy cutting in. Um, you know, we got. Uh, Saar and Basuma boss in the midfield, and we've also got the you know the over the top that you know the long ball are, are, are the are the the, uh, the, the opponents uh, dropping um, playing the high line. We can we can do that and catch him out there. There's lots of options now that we're starting to see only in a few games. Really really exciting. I just hope that we we can stay injury free and just play like we're playing today. And like you say. You see Ange like, oh, you know, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> you know, I'm doing all that, you know. But that's good because he's, he's, you know, because we want him to be frustrated. It's early doors. We want him to say, well, you could have done this. You could have done that. And to go away and not um, have to analyse a 3-1 uh, defeat away from home, to analyse a 5-2 win away from home and say, well, why did we let in two goals? I mean, fuck. Sorry, that's amazing. You know, that's I, it, it bodes so well, so well. Gary, let's come to you. Of course, Spurs did go 1-0 down after just four minutes. It did seem an easy goal to concede. I know you you said to me before we went live that you're not happy about the goals that we are still conceding. Um, yeah. It did seem an easy goal, as I said. Uh, an attack down the left-hand side, crossed in, forced a tapped in, uh, past Vicario. What did you make of that goal that we conceded? How were you feeling at that point? It was sloppy. It was too easy. It's like players hadn't woken up. It was frustrating. And I looked at that and I thought, is this the response after going out of the Carabao Cup? And I was angry and I was annoyed. But like what Ricky mentioned, I did look at the players and it didn't seem to me like their heads went down. It did seem to like think, all right, we've conceded. But they kind of kept their cool, kept their shape. And then they started playing. And then the more I looked at it, I thought, I think we still got a chance in this game. And then, Sure enough, we did. But look, that goal at the beginning and the goal at the end, they frustrate me like hell. But if I'm frustrated over the goal that we conceded earlier and when we conceded late and we're winning 5-2, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I will take it. And on another day, I, I generally do think we probably got seven or eight goals. 
I mean, Son had a couple of chances as well. He could have got more, but again, we're talking about him getting four or five. If he gets we're happy, aren't we? You know, like our keeper, like I said before, you go, I mean, look, he was a great servant and everything else. We should have got rid of him two, three years. I'm sorry, but Lloris was done. And when you see saves like that, and I love the way he was just so, like, celebrating the save, which I love. I actually do really like that. And I was like, good, because it was a good save. He deserved to do that. Annoyingly, you still let one in at the end, but <laughs> it was it was good. And we just looked like a good side away from home. We're pressing. We're not sitting deep. I think, look, it's inevitable, right? You're five up away from home. There's a few minutes to go. I think... It's just inevitable you're going to sit deep, you're going to take your foot off the gas. I get that, I understand that. But as long as we're getting, you know, big leads and we're scoring goals, I mean, five goals away at Burnley, mate. Honest to God. I mean, Madison could have had a couple, you know, two or three. Don, even Solomon looked good. It was, yeah. it was an all-round all performance. I mean, look, again, Richarlison, I didn't, even when he came on, I didn't really notice too much of him. So he's the one we're looking at now in look. Is this going to work for Richardson? But if you've got everyone else scoring goals, does it matter that much? Yeah, but don't don't forget, you know, you look at... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And we're does still... That... Does it matter if Harry Kane is gone? And does it matter if Richardson ain't scoring? It don't, it's not winning. I couldn't care less. Also, Gaza, what about, you know, like Crouch for Liverpool when he when he signed for them? He couldn't buy a coal. Um, uh, you know... Um, they said Harry Kane can't score in August. Gareth Bale, whenever he was in the team, we lost. You know, so he, he could be a slow burner. He's frustrating. So you never know. Whole thing around Gareth Bale, wasn't it? It was like he was jinxed. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Right, he becomes so it can happen. And and again, you use the the August analogy, which is which is spot on. But the thing is, when you think about Tottenham last the season before, right? Well, relying on Harry Kane, and when he's not getting the goals, we're not winning. You mm -hmm. see, we're getting frauds or we're losing. And you're frustrated because Kane's missing a couple of chances he had. But when you're going away to Burnley and you're scoring five goals and feeling all right, I'm not so fussed if Richarlison isn't having a great game, you know? That really matters, does it? Honestly, does it? And just one thing I want to say quickly when you're talking about Ange. What I love about Ange is in um, post-interviews and press conferences and everything else, I never knew what Conte was saying. Half the time, it was all like cryptic. I didn't know if he was happy, frustrated with the players. At least with Ange, you know what you're getting with. He comes out, he talks about our Matt James, he says about Robbie Williams, he has a laugh, he has banter with the journalists. You know where you are with him. 
You didn't know where you was with bloody Conte. It was so annoying. So I love it. I'm happy. <laughs> Everyone's happy. I'm loving this. I'll tell you what, um, Ange Postacoglu is happy. He's just said uh, we, were, we were perhaps a little bit wasteful in the first half in, fr in the front third of the... Sorry, I'll start again. Maybe a little bit wasteful in the first half in the front third, but in the second half, we were really clinical. I, can't, I cannot praise the players enough, highly enough, in the way that they navigated the challenges that we had today. Ricky, let's come to you. Let's talk about Hunmin Son's goal, because what a goal it was for the equaliser in the 16th minute. Pedro Poro to Hunmin Son, Hunmin Son to Solomon, Solomon back to Hunmin Son. What a finish, chipped over the goalkeeper. What a move. Hunmin Son is his best, in my opinion. Uh, Postacoglu seemed extremely happy, fist in the air. But I tell you what, you know, people have stated before um, about Hunmin Son's quality and about his uh, finishing and about he didn't do enough last season. I tell you what, the finish today for his first goal, unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. What it, to, to do it at speed as well. To, here, here we go, guys. To do it at speed as well and to have that composure, to chip the keeper, to notice that the keeper is dropping and to chip the keeper at, 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 at a point where we're 1-0 down as well. Fan-bloody-world-tastic. Fan-dabby-dozy. Oh, my gosh. Sonny. You know what? We, we, we know that Sonny can play the number nine, but... but after a hat trick, he might have to start up there. He might yeah. have to start up there because he's got the composure. He's 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 got the the, the clinical striking on both feet. You know, we, we don't know how much he can head the ball. We haven't seen that much, but um, he's definitely got it in the lock, locker to be to be up there by himself and to and to score the goals that are provided by Madison or someone like Solomon. For Solomon and Sonny to to be linking up that the way that they did at that point was just it was beautiful. Uh, again, none of them were scared. None of them panicked. You know, it wasn't a panic strike by Sonny whatsoever. He, he saw it in slow motion. He saw the keeper going down and he just went, dink, and just chipped it over him. And, like, this is what I'm talking about, the response. The fact that we went 1-0 down in the first three minutes and then by the end of the half, do you know, by the end of the half, we was 2-1 up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That says so much about the boys. And so much about their mentality right now going forward. And so much, uh, so much about the belief that they have in each other in this, new, in this new team and in this new way of playing. So, Sonny, with the captain's armband on, I knew it. I could feel it. That it, what, what gives me confidence as well is that when Harry Kane was linked to Man City and Sonny signed a new deal, and then Sonny played that first game, I think it was under Nuno, although yeah. I've tried to, I tried to forget that period of time. But um, he ended up scoring and we ended up winning that game. Do you know what I mean? But what, what was really good about that is that Sonny didn't shirk the responsibility. He didn't shirk the, the, the weight on his shoulders to go, all right, and cool, if Harry Kane ain't here, all right, cool, I'll make that happen. And this is what he's done today. He's done that today, starting in the number nine position. Fantastic feet, fantastic balance, fantastic drive. You saw how upset he was about the couple that he missed as well and a couple of opportunities that got blocked. He was frustrated. He's like, oh, you know, you could see him kind of going. But the motivation and the determination that he's got to go out there and perform and to get it right the next time is phenomenal right now. We spoke about Richarlison getting a goal to improve his confidence. Today's hat trick, I think, for Sonny is gonna, it's just going to make his chest grow. It's going to lighten that load on the shoulders. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to be a lot more confident passing the ball into Sonny. I'm not saying that they wasn't, but 
passing the ball into Sonny in the nine, number nine position for him to take care of business. You know, it was only a couple of seasons ago that he was joint top goal, goal scorer in the league. It's not like Sonny's, you know, can't score goals or, or he, he can't do the job. He can. And he showed it today. And I think that, not like the Leicester hat-trick last year, that we was always waiting for Sonny to click into gear. Not so much like that one. But this one, I think, is more significant for Sonny. His confidence, his head, and wearing that armband as well to know that he can lead this team with the way in which he's leading it, which is with humility, which is with, like, you know, kind of confidence and belief. It's not about arrogance. It's about confidence. It's about belief. It's about togetherness. It's about that Spartan way, which and I've got your back, you've got mine. You look left, I'll look right. We'll make sure that we're covered. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's what type of leader that Sonny is. And that's what he's going to impose on this side. Another great point is that every goal scorer was part of the new leadership group. Sonny captain, Madison vice captain, Romero vice captain. Uh, uh, that's a response. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a kind of reflection of the new right now. And that is what's really encouraging for me and every single Tottenham fan out there right now. Postacoglu has just mentioned that, actually, Ricky. He said, uh, I thought today was a real testament to Sonny, Madders and Romero. They all scored. But those three I've thrust into leadership positions and the way that I've embraced that responsibility uh, with not only words, but actions, uh, not just on a game day, but on a daily basis. And that's really encouraging for me as anything. As fantastic players, they're all individually um, we've got and um, brought in to this team ethic. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Not that I thought the Hunmin Song could give any more on the pitch because he is one of my favourite all-time Tottenham Hotspur players. I've always felt that he's given everything. But given him that captain's armband, there just does seem to be something different about Sonny this season, which I'm absolutely loving. Well, he's maturing, isn't he? And, um, you know, he has to find his own way now. He hasn't got his, his strike partner. His strike partner's gone. So you're right, in, in, in every way, he's got to step up. And the interesting thing is that until he scored his first goal, I thought, I, I, I thought he was absent, really. I didn't see him. Quite, yeah. I, I thought, you know, he didn't, he didn't really do much. And then he scores one, then two in the second half, and he, and he gets a hat-trick. And, you know, I don't want to say that he didn't play well, but I've seen him play a lot better. And he gets three goals. Very bizarre. Um, and talking of not playing well, um, when they came out and they, they were dominating us, you know, and it was like, oh, here we go. And then I think Porro um, was not responsible, but he, he, he was let the, the player um, on the uh, left uh, wander into the box and, uh, and cross it for the goal. And I thought, oh, here we go. We can't bloody defend. And I thought, you know, I was like, oh, one nil away from him to Bernie, Burnley. And then the response is just to press. And, and, and I don't think he changed the formation or made any tweaks, but it was just like, right, here we go. And we press them. When they were coming towards us and finding loads of spaces in the midfield and starting to thread um, passes, we negated it. And we thought, right, OK. And we played them like for like, and we won the battle. And from then, their heads went down and we were, you know, we were all over them. It's that, what the, the word that uh, Ange, I've heard him use a few times this week, is the resilience. So it's not just a case of, you know, playing matador football. It's, it's this resilience. And also, the fluidity. Like I said, mm. you know, um, uh, Udogi, a left back, 
and he's playing like in the center in a number 10 position. You go, really? You know, Kulashevsky swapping, you know, coming over to the left. Just this fluidity. And Ange said, you know, I've got this thing where, you know, if you see a space, run into it. Attack it. Forget what your position is. Doesn't matter because someone is going to be behind you covering where you are. And it's just that freedom. It bodes really well. Bodes really well. And like I said, the first 20 minutes, we weren't all that. But, you know, but we, we took it to them. And when we scored the first goal, that was it. There was no looking back. Gary, let's come to you. Um, now, Spurs did have a chance in the 30th minute. A good move from Tottenham resulting in a Madison shot, uh, which was blocked. Uh, what have you made of James Madison in the Spurs shirt so far? It's probably a silly question, but, you know, a player, that, a player like this that Spurs have been crying out for since Christian Eriksen left, he just seems to have just fitted in so well to this Tottenham Hotspur team. It's like he's been there for years. What can I say about James Madison? I've always liked, and I'm not just saying this, but I've always liked James the same way I've always liked Rice, but I do think we've got the better player, we've got the better deal. And I'm not just saying that because Rice has gone to Arsenal and everything else, but when you look at the two players and how they've started and how much influence they've had on the game and everything else, he's miles apart. Now, I know his age and the fact that they got relegated all comes into it, but £40 million for a player like that, I'm laughing because it's absolutely ridiculous. But what I love is, it's like what you said, it's like he's been there for years. When he scores the goal, yeah. Or son scores everybody else, they're celebrating like a little family, they're all laughing, he's doing you know, his little celebration thing. It just it just fits and feels right. But honestly, Chris, I'm watching him on that making their moves and doing them turns, and I can just see Paul Gascoigne. I'm telling you, it's like going home and away watching Gascoigne, and he's got the personality like him, he's got the banner you saw in the corner flag when he's getting and he puts the ball out and then looks at the hand. That's something like Gascoigne with there you go. <laughs> That's something like Gascoigne would do. He he gets it. He gets the fans. He gets the banner. He gets what Tottenham means. He gets the whole thing that we want to do, you know, fast-paced, pressing football. He he totally understands it, mate. And I think he was like, you know, I've said a million times, he was made for Tottenham. But I just think he's brilliant. I really do. And I think without doubt, you know, yes, I've got Hattrick and, you know, he'll get man of the match for that. So that's understandable. I get it. And he could have got four or five some, but for me, Madison man in the match all day long, and in pretty much every game he's played, he match for me. He's been so influential. He is like a new Paul Gascoigne. So I think he's great. I love him, and I think it's only going to get better and better. And I think when we get to the end of the season, and you compare him to the likes of Rice, which is like 105 million or whatever, and you look at Madison for 40 million, I think he'd be laughing. Because we've got such a player, mate. He's he's absolutely brilliant, and I love everything. You know, everything he puts on social media, all the bands. Then when the fan was like that, and he goes yeah. in row and stuff, I just everything about him is just he's just on the button, mate. He's brilliant. I love him. So I'm very happy. He's the new Paul Gascoigne for me. Yeah. There's a lot of people saying that we're smiling a lot on this podcast, and I tell you what, <laughs> I, I'm loving it. You've got to take some <laughs> Because we haven't had many moments like this in the last few years when we've been recording can, these can we podcasts. Go back games. And just play that team against Fulham, please. Because we'd absolutely spank about 5 0. If you know, only. We, we would. We so yeah. Would. Yeah. You know, we so would. But we, we, we wouldn't be Tottenham if we didn't do that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's uh, it's changing, Gary. Hopefully it's changing. This is just the start. As Anne Postacoglu has just said, this is just the start. 
Um, Ricky, let's come to you. Um, in stoppage time at the end of the first half, Spurs took the lead. Christian Romero, what a goal. You said at the start of the show, the goals today have been unreal. Christian Romero, what a strike from him. Talk us through it. Bro, I, it was the, it was the rocket of it. Do you know what? Like, all right, it was. What, I'm sure it was the corner. It was pinging around. Everybody was having a little shot, but it was getting blocked. But the way that he just dropped to Romero, and the way that he struck it, oh my gosh! It, I just didn't know that Romero had that in the locker. I thought he had a heading goal off of a corner or a, a, a tapping. But for him to take it on and strike the ball the way he did and get into that top corner. That's why I, I I was a bit like, Gaz, I was like, please don't let that be offside because it was such a beautiful goal. Big up VAR today. They they sorted their lives out, man. They they, they drew those those lines in, in, in the right direction. And luckily it was onside and it was awarded. But it was such a special goal to score. And especially at the end of the half as well. You know, we was on top. We was playing good football. We've equalised at this point. We're pressing high. We're getting those chances, but they're getting blocked. They're getting shut down. There's a little, you know, there's a little bit of niggle around that box. So for someone like Romero, who picked up that ball, I just can't believe he struck it the way that he struck it. I mean, is he doing that in training? What the hell is he doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, is he training with the... Is he... VAR thing, though. Do you know when you've got to do that weight, in it? Horrible, yeah. Oh, I can't stand it. But you could see, you could see Romero as well. He had his shirt in his mouth at one point and he was just like, please. He was like, please, let that be a goal. Let that be a goal. And then again, the way that they celebrated with that goal as well. They were, they were together again, you know, to celebrate that goal. But it wasn't just, the, I mean, the goal was the cherry on the cake for me. Yeah. But you know what? Ever since this, this season has started, I thought Romero has been fantastic. The <laughs> fact that he's been given that, that, that vice-captaincy role, I think that's really given him a bit of responsibility. I think that he has grown into that role as well. I think that last year, where a lot of, a lot of the fans were talking about him being reckless where, when it comes down to yellow cards and stuff like that, those yellow cards, I felt at that time, and I still feel at this time, those yellow cards and those frustrating late challenges <laughs> they're more a reflection of his, him being upset by the style of football that we was playing, the fact that we wasn't, he didn't have belief in getting back into the game, and the fact that he was upset and frustrated that we was in a losing side at that point. You see the way that he celebrates a goal when Sonny scores or someone else. He's always kicking him up the backside or punching him in the ribs. He's a ruffian, do you know what I mean? He's a rough stuff type of, type of player. And it's the same... On the other side, I think when he's frustrated in a defensive uh, style or, uh, or when we're playing not up to our best, I think he gets frustrated. And I think he's a bit old school in the sense that he tries to put in a massive challenge to get the rest of this team going. But this year, he doesn't have to do that. This year, he's seeing a bit like, a bit like when Harry Kane had to do it by himself. You know, it was Romero doing it by himself. You know, one defender in the back three. But right now, he's got a partner that he can trust with height and pace, you know, in Mickey van der Ven. And he can trust passing it out to, the, to our right-back, Poro. He can trust your doggy on the other side. He can trust the midfielders. Look at how calm and assured he is at the passes that he makes and when he makes it. He's not rushing. He don't mind. Do you know? He don't mind waiting until the Burnley player is close to him before he makes a kind of little side pass or a little knock here out to the wings or something like that. 
he is calm, he is assured, and he is leading this team, in, 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 especially defensively. He is leading this team and pushing them forward. So to get that goal at the end of the half was just a cherry on the cake for me. Well done, Romero. The only time that he's going to put out those frustrating lunges and those late challenges is when it ain't going right. And yes, okay, maybe we should, you know, keep an eye on it. But I don't want to take that fire out of him. You know, the moment that we took the fire out of Delhi. You know, I'm not, and I'm not saying that punching the goalkeeper or a defender in the corner is the right thing to do. But the moment that we try to dampen that fire, you know, we saw a different Delhi, and I don't want to dampen that fire. I want to, I want to encourage it and 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 get him to temper it and use it when it's needed. Do you know what I mean? Because even today, when he took that, there was a sliding challenge where he just took a player out, and I was, and it was all ball as well. It wasn't like a reckless one. It was a fantastic challenge, and I was just like. That's my defender right there. Do you know what I mean? So, perfect, perfect cherry on the cake for him to get that rocket of a goal. Darren, let's come to you. In the 54th minute, Spurs went 3-1 up. Uh, Madison with a top-class finish. Uh, talk us through that goal because, of course, Ange Postacoglu has said that the goals will be spread out. I think that Madison is going to score hell, you know, a lot of goals this season. Um, what do you make of that finish today? Oh, it's unbelievable. So, um, uh, I'm loving the production, by the way, on the show. This is unbelievable. There's no expense spared with the production. This is great. <laughs> it's got a team of 15 in a B&B in Burnley, all like finding pictures. This is incredible. It's like an audio and visual <laughs> feast for the eyes. Unbelievable. Top class. You don't get this on any other podcast. Um, um, all you need is a voiceover at the start and you'll be there. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Very cheap, 250 quid a session. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Perhaps Fan cams. Fan <laughs> cams. <laughs> Ricky, no. Um, <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you been brushing up on your Ricky Norwood impressions? Um, bro, bro, um, <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, you, you know what? You can't do that, bro. Uh, <laughs> come on. Anyway, sound like Bob uh. Um, Nearly. <laughs> so, so um, Pup Sar gets the ball, puts in the challenge on the left, plays it to Madison, and never my impression, never my, my impressions, he thought, I'm going to do an impression of Sonia, and he cuts in and bends it round. Unbelievable. That was reminiscent of Son, and um, unbelievable. What a goal. Beautifully taken. Absolutely fantastic. Really deserved it. I mean, not that he would, um, you know say that it's it's important you know it's disappointing if Madison doesn't score because he does so much in a game and to help the team but thoroughly deserve that and if he can pop up with a few of them bloody hell unbelievable but don't forget like really good challenges and dispensive uh, defensive displays as well like I said Papsar with that challenge um what did he say what was that missed that um anyway uh, Papsar with the challenge and then laid it off to um uh Madison but Popping up everywhere and thoroughly, thoroughly great finish. Really, really thoroughly deserved. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that was the one, wasn't it? You take it from 2-1 to 3-1 and you think, oh, here we go. Lovely. Bit of distance. We love distance. <laughs> Darren, it could have been 4-1. Basuma had a shot saved by uh, Trafford, the Burnley goalkeeper. Uh, what have you made of Basuma's uh, performances uh, this season? Because he seems to be like a new signing as well. Really solid. And, and do you know what? It... it, it sort of pisses me off even more that Conte didn't want to play him, that just sort of left him out, you know, like he did with Jed Spence, you know. I still think he had, you know, so much potential for us. We just never got to see it. He was cast out. 
Um, it just didn't give him a chance. And the same with um, Basuma. And now that Conte's gone and Angie's in, he's playing him. And what a difference he's made. Just so solid and assured. You know, you think of um, Moussa Dembele, you know, the way that he got the ball in tight areas and didn't panic and would lay it off and would would, would um, nutmeg players and, 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 you know, leave them standing. Basuma's got that in his locker. Again, early days, so you don't want to get carried away, but such a an important player for us. And we saw it against Fulham, you know. Um, and the display again today, calm, self-assured, um, just bossing that midfield, holding, giving us that defensive um, solidity we need. Um, absolutely wonderful. Really, really great. Another He's going to be another important player for us. Absolutely. Really, really is. Gary, let's come to you. Um, let's talk about Tottenham Hotspur's fourth goal in the 63rd minute. Solomon with a great cross to Hunmin Son. Um, what, what have you made of um, Manor Solomon um, in a Spurs shirt so far? Well, I thought today he was really good. Um, he looks bright. He's strong. Um, got a good eye for the ball. I, you know what? I'm, I'm struggling to really, apart from apart from Richardson, I'm struggling really with any of them players that we brought in now that are playing in that team to really criticise any of them, if I'm honest with you. The only one I would say at the moment is just, you know, Richarlison, he's just not really doing it for us. But Solomon's been great. I think he's brilliant. You know, he, he almost scored. He had a great shot on goal as well. Um, he looked really good when he took that shot. He's doing some good passes. He's strong. It's same as Basuma. All these guys are playing with a confidence now and they're not scared to get forward and go for it. I mean, honestly, I'm... If I think through the team, forget about the Carabao Cup because you can't even use that team as an example. And look at the team against Man United and how they're playing as a team and all them players. Apart from really Richarlison, Chris, I don't think you can really say a bad thing about any of them. They're all good. They're all playing really good front foot attacking football and playing as a team. And that's what I thought would happen. You know, when Harry Kane eventually, I thought, this is we're going to play as an actual team. And everyone can kind of step up a bit and go for it. And and I repeat, apart from Richardson, every single last player is having good games. There's no one that you can say, again, you, you cross off that Carabao Cup game. And I, I don't even know what the answer to that game was. I don't even know if that was all Andrew or if it was Levy, if there was politics involved with the club. That wasn't Tottenham Hotspur that played Fulham the other day. We know that, right? It, it wasn't. You can say else is bad, but... If you look at all the Premier League games and all the team and every single game, apart from Charleston, and he has tried, but Ricky mentioned about Romero uh, getting booked last season when the team weren't playing good. Richardson was a bit like this season. I can't remember what game it was, but he, he lost the ball and kicked out on a player. He got booked. He was and that's it. apart from him, I don't see that frustration in any player. You could maybe say... There was a little bit there with Son, but I think Son was still playing good and was still going for it and still attacking and still trying to score goals. I, I honestly do think every single player for Tottenham at the moment is really playing above what we've expected a lot of them to be. I, I Honestly, I'm really excited. I really am. And I, don't know, I know it's only like a few games in and you shouldn't get excited, but why not? I feel, you know, we've, we've scored a lot of goals. A lot of goals and we've created a lot of chances. Remember games, Chris, when, okay, you know, last season I think we beat West Ham 2 0, but I came away from that game 
with a win, but not very happy because we didn't create a lot of chances. We didn't play fun attacking football. We didn't look like a team. You know, we were scraping wins and losing and we weren't creating any games. You know, you think of the last game of the season when we lost 3 one the second half. You look at that second half against Brentford at home when we had Harry Kane, right? Because let's not forget, we had Harry Kane in that game. And you look at this second half with that team we've got without Harry Kane. Mate, it's worlds apart. It's absolutely worlds apart. And, and that's why I'm so happy. And that's why I am getting a little bit carried away. And yes, we're going to, you know, concede silly goals because we always will because we're top of the Hotspur. But even our defence, Ricky touched on with our goalkeeper. Hugo Larissa is saving that, that shot, mate. When that deflection come in, I thought that goal's going in. There's no way I don't care what anyone says on the panel or, or in the chat. Hugo Larissa ain't saving that goal, mate. It's amazing. Yeah. It was a brilliant save, and he deserved to get up and go mental about it. I jumped up and went mental about it. It's almost as good as a goal. Yeah. So, he, you know, Solomon, Basuma, like what Darren said, he didn't get a chance, and we all knew there was a player there. But Basuma, uh, uh, all of them, when I look at them in that game today, and particularly after 16 minutes, right through the first half and the second half, wow. You know, yes, I'm frustrated we conceded near the end, and, and you know, I've still got a right to moan about that. And I think Ange will moan about that. And still go back to them players at the end and say, listen, that was a great result. We scored five goals at Burnley. We could have got seven or eight. But don't let in sloppy goals. That's, but it's, it's good times, mate. What I don't want to see, Chris, just very quickly, when the FA Cup starts and we put that team out for the FA Cup game, I do not want to see a team like the Carabao Cup because that will be unforgivable. No more than two changes. That's what I want to see, mate, because we can go for that FA Cup. And I'm telling you, I've said we're going to get to the final of that with Chelsea and we'll beat them. And I'm I'm, I'm certain we can go all the way to the final, get Chelsea to the final and beat them. Do not be making any changes in the FA Cup. But league performances, fucking brilliant. Absolutely. The fact fact they lost 1-0 at home to Forest is hilarious as well. It's brilliant. That's the icing (laughs) on the cake. (laughs) But, yeah, well, but you know, you, you know what, guys? You, you, that goal that we conceded in the in the last in, in extra time at, at the end of the game, yeah. Mickey Van der Ven was really unlucky not to get there. He was like his yeah. calf muscle yeah. was an inch away from being spot on and being yeah. a spot on challenge. And also, sidebar: I'm happy it didn't deflect off of him to go in for an own goal because that would have started a whole different thing as well. But he was an inch away. On the other side of that conceding that goal, um, and from what. Uh, from what we've been hearing and from, from all the reports and stuff like that, he does not want us at any moment to start holding the ball, to start sitting back. Yeah. He always wants us to keep pushing. So this is what's happened. So the team have got to 5-1 at 68 minutes. You know, from 70 minutes onwards, Richarlison comes onto the, uh, onto the field. We start making a couple of changes. And as you clocked as well, we started just... The, the, the vibe changed a little bit, right? We started. Ricky's doing my know, job. I was coming Sorry. to that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll let you go back in there. But I was just going to say that Ange doesn't want to play that way. Do you know what I mean? He wants us always on the front. He wants us to be ruthless. And he wants us to keep pushing forward. Sorry, Chris. No, That's right. I was going to... Uh, Chris, uh, Chris c- coming to you next. Um, on the 84th minute... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Got carried away. Sorry. <laughs> Ricky, we play that though, because when those changes were made, that's what it was like when we were playing Fulham. It was yeah. identical. 
I looked at that game. When them five changes were made and I'm sitting there looking, you know, we bring off Cooney, we bring off Madison, Saar, Solomon, they all come off. And bring on Hoiberg, Skip, Perisic, you know, all the usual suspects. It was like watching the Fulham game. It really was, wasn't it? And that's what it—that's why it really frustrated me that we conceded in the end. Yes, yeah, I know. But, but Gaz, Gaz, playing, playing, Gaz, back. playing devil's advocate, playing devil's advocate. The game was won, so he's just—he's yeah. just—you he, know—it's it, the game's won. We're five-one up, or are they Maybe. scored, and so he's just assuring it. it. It frustrates me when we concede near the end, but maybe it's just me. Look, I should be happy. We've won five-two, but I just feel when we play so good and we control the game. Why let them get the last goal of the game? It's just a little bit frustrating. And I don't think we would have if we wouldn't have made them changes. But maybe, you know, maybe it's like when you when you, when you go to someone's house for dinner and you give them a, like a bottle of wine, you know, like thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah. I never know what's coming next on this podcast for you guests, I'll tell you. Gary, <laughs> are you saying then when we play the likes of Manchester City, Arsenal, and Liverpool, you know? being honest, you know, good sides in the Premier League, are you worried about us defensively still? No. No, not with that first team out there. When we make them changes, I'm very worried. But with that first starting 11, I'm not worried in the slightest. No. Gary, we're getting lots of messages in saying people want you to smile more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Ricky, let's come to you. In the 66th minute, of course, Hunmin Son made it 5-1, completing his hat-trick. But what a ball from Pedro Poro. I tell you what, we've spoken about Pedro Poro before and about who is the best right-back at Tottenham Hotspur. We know that he's got this creative, uh, attacking nature about him, but that was an unbelievable assist. It was a fantastic assist. And again, uh, 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 an assist that's going to give Poro uh, and his teammates a lot of confidence and a lot of belief in what he's bringing to the side. A lot of people were worried about his defensive capabilities, but what I would bring the example back to, what I'd bring the example back to is Carl Walker. When Carl Walker, he came off of that um, loan from Aston Villa and he started playing the game. And, you know, even at, at, at the times when he was under Poch and playing fantastic, there was always a slight kind of, niggle with Tottenham fans of, oh, he, he, he doesn't really defend that well or, you know, he's got to work on his defensive um, aspect of his game. But I think that this is a, a kind of a similarity with Poro is that he, I think he's got great pace. He's got great recovery pace to kind of cover on the back end. But the, the, the attacking flair, his vision, he's, te- he's technically fantastic. Do you know what I mean? And for him to get that as well, again, all it does is just encourage the belief in one another that doesn't matter who's got the ball, that they're going to find that forward pass, that they're going to be looking forward. They're going to be looking to damage that opponent. And again, you know, I've said it for years, but like, again, like, don't worry about the opposition. Let the opposition worry about us. And that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be worried about what balls, you know, Poro is going to put in. He's crossing, he's, he's overlapping the triangles, the dynamism, and the no fear, the no fear play. Also, when you look at the, because we play, we are playing a high line. Um, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Mickey van der Ven that said it a couple of weeks ago. But they have been working on when to push up, when to drop back, to, to, to run as a unit and stuff like that. So Poro has got this, it, I think he's only going to grow. I think he's only going to grow. 
And I think we're going to get so much more out of him. Whether he takes a free kick at some point or whether he is the strike. He had, there was a volley today that it went, it went side. It was a bit of a scuff the way that he connected. But the fact that he saw that and went for it, you know, that's going to come off at some point. You saw it the other week when he hit the bar and he should have scored off of that. I want to say it was Brentford, but I can't remember right now. But he struck the ball on the edge of the box and it hit the It should have gone in. But that's what we've got with our right back. With our right back. Is that an Australian fag? Big up to Richard Hughes, all the way from live and direct from Oz. Big up Richard Hughes, who's put a little comment downstairs on the old screen right there. Um, loving the Aussies. Loving the Aussies. You know what I mean? Loving Ange Postacoglia. I bet you're loving the Robbie Williams song right now, a.k.a. Jay's Black song. But yes, um, it's super exciting to see what we've got right now. And I think with Poro, all he's going to do is grow. You know, he's going to learn those the, the defensive kind of uh, positions a lot more. And he's going to he's gonna be really kind of the unexpected one that's going to create something in that final third. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to forget about him being there on the right-hand side because they're worried about Kulu. They're worried about Madison. They're worried about Sonny. They're worried about Brennan Johnson. They're, they're worried about Basuma. They're worried about Yudogi. And then you've got Poro, who's always going to be open. And, and I think weeks to come, he's going to be the one that is going to just be the dynamite, be the diamond uh, uh, and always open and always free to create or to score. Like, we, we've got so much more coming from Poro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the away in today, um, the Spurs fans sung a number of times. We've got our Tottenham back. Of course, it has been sung um, before uh, a Bournemouth last week, which is a great feeling because we all want this entertaining uh, style back. And Ange Postecoglou is doing a great job at the moment. Of course, we uh, all hope that um, it continues. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Um, Rashardson came on in the 72nd minute. There was a lot of love for Rashardson from the away end. And there has been a lot of love for him, um, particularly last week against Bournemouth. And, uh, you know, of course, he scored midweek in the Carabao Cup. What have you made of Rashardson so far? Do you think that Ange Postecoglou is going to get the best out of him? Do you think he's going to give more in games? Do you think he's going to score more goals? Or would you prefer Hunmin Son to now play a more central role and Rashardson perhaps being that sub that, that comes on and perhaps changes the game every now and then? Well, I mean, based on today, if you want to take to, to today on it on merit, then um, yeah, you you would you would say stick him on the bench. But I I just want him to do well. I want him to get a couple of goals and crack on. He looks like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's not really smiling. I mean, there was a brief smile um, when he scored against um, uh, Fulham, but I just you know what I'm like. My glass is always half full when we lose. Um, I like to think that, you know, the, the, the manager is going to go away, analyse the game and come back and win the next game. I just, I'm always trying to see the positive. Like you, Chris, you know, um, we're happy people at the end of the day. Um, so I just want him to get a, another goal, another couple of goals and kick on. You know, like we've, we, we spoke about, you know, Liverpool uh, when Crouch couldn't buy a goal. Um, uh Gareth Bale and I'm just hoping this is another example but you look at his whole demeanour like he had one little opportunity today where he got a ball into him and he sort of fluffed it and didn't really do much um, you, one thing that we know is that there's no danger of him not getting the service that we know with Madison with Porro with, with the way we play he's always going to get chances so 
maybe he's just trying, I don't know, maybe he's just trying too hard. I like to think that if he gets another one, gets another one, you know, he'll be off and running. But we need, you know, I don't want to see Brendan, obviously we're all looking forward to seeing Johnson, but I don't want him to be like a like for like for Richarlison. I want Richarlison to, you know, the, the competition so that we've got strikers fighting for places. So in answer to your question, yeah, I absolutely think that that he deserves a place and that we... He, Someone put in the comments um, uh, before, um, he's gone by December. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want him to stay and to for, for Ange to have, you know, faith in him and for him to crack on, personally speaking. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, he's not good enough to play for Spurs. Certainly not. I don't think we've seen, we, we, we haven't seen enough of him. We haven't seen anything yet. So let, let's, let's see when he gets a couple of goals and see. Yeah. And judge him after that. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Um, Gary, let's come to you. Um, Warrior without master rights here. Great performance. Uh, rough edges still, but imagine the chaos that Son and Johnson will cause. Also yeah. fun watching Chelsea fans melt down over loss to Forest. How are Spurs playing better than us? Now, of course, you live and you're married to a Chelsea fan. How is she feeling about Chelsea at the moment? Um, yeah, phoned me, actually, and I was, I was on the phone Oh, she cut him off. She cut him off. <laughs> she cut the wire. <laughs> she, she, she took and the plug out. Conceding, and she's like, "You got the cheek to moan. You've conceded. You're in five to away, and we've just fucking lost." And I'm like, yeah, "Sorry, <laughs> but I suppose that's that's where we are now. That's the levels. So you know, it just goes to show money don't buy you everything. It's it's absolute madness, you know. And that's the thing, you know, you can spend all that money." And get all these big guys in, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to gel and play like a team. And that's why you've got to have managers. And, and listen, look, I know you love Potts. I know you loved him, but I never ever wanted to back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, 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 there's two people we never mentioned on this show anymore, and, and one of them is Nuno Espirito Santo, and the other one yeah. is that 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 guy. He that said the manager. He said the P word. But for me, I just think to myself. You know, you get a manager in who's going to work with what he's got. He's going to make the players play. And it's like what we were talking about before. This, like, kind of huddling together before the game and the end of the game. And also for the away fans, Chris, like what you're saying, they're going over to the away fans. You know, whether yeah. they draw, you know, win, win big, scrape a win. They're going over and acknowledging the fans. They're doing a lot more. than. I love that. Yeah. They never used to really do that as a team last season before. Listen. I'll always say about Harry Kane, he always had, always had the time for the fans, home and away and everything else. But we were too reliant on him, you know, too reliant on him. And, 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 and I, you know, I'm with Darren to a certain extent. I do feel Richarlison, he, listen, he's got the technical ability. He's got the pace, right? If we're in a position where we're two or three up and we bring Richarlison on, he's going to cause teams problems. It's going to happen. It's going to be like, you know, like Paul Walsh used to be. Paul used to come on with go, you know, with his long blonde hair, and he was never quite there post the other strikers, but he'd always be a nuisance. I think you can't be that good for Brazil yeah. and have that ability, you know, it's just not quite hit right. And listen, let's be honest, until today, it hadn't really worked for Son, and Son's got a hat trick today, so, so who knows? I just think it's a good problem to have, because we're still winning games, we're still pulling in good results, and the main thing is, Chris, is we're playing as a team. And it goes from the team, the manager, 
and the fans right onto your podcast, right onto X or Twitter, whatever you call it, all over social media. But when you're front foot attacking fun football, oh, <laughs> you can live with that. You know, if we, I, I think we'll all say that if we get, <laughs> get a draw or we lose, but we're playing front foot attacking football, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that, you know. As much as it annoyed me conceding in the fourth minute, 96 minutes, we are winning games and we are going for it. And we are playing football like we did today with Madison. And Co- and let's, let's give Kuniseski a shout as well. Because I think Kunu played really good today. And he's good at holding the ball up, going down the right and cutting in. I love what he does. Yeah. He goes down the right or left wing and you think he's going to cross it. But he's just got that technical ability where he runs the ball into the box. And then he's picking out players and stuff. Yeah, you know, it didn't quite work. He didn't get the goal and everything else. But, wow, what a player Kulu is, Kulu is as well, mate. And all of them. That's the thing. It's a team. It's a team performance now, Chris. Can, can I ask quickly? I know um, Hunmin Son will probably get the Man of the Match award, and rightly so. But apart from Hunmin Son, who would, who would you give it to apart from Hunmin Son? Addison. Ricky? <laughs> Oh, one minute, mate. Sorry, sorry. Oh, goodness. Um, I would have given it to Romero today. Darren? Madison, absolutely. Bossed it. Bossed it, fam. I think it's great when, when you can probably name a number of players for the Man of the Match award, but it really has been the perfect day for Tottenham Hotspur because not only did we beat Burnley 5-2 today, uh, but the under-18s beat Blackburn Rovers 3-0 in the Premier League Cup. And the Spurs under-21s beat Blackburn Rovers 4-0 in Premier League 2. Um, and the Spurs under-21s are now top of the Premier League 2 league table. Four wins from four. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. And uh, we are going to wrap things up very soon. Um, the transfer window, of course, closed yesterday. Uh, new new signing, Brennan Johnson. Um, he came out and said it's a dream come true. The fans are unbelievable. The style of play is incredible. I'm a player that likes to excite the fans. I work hard for the team. I'm really excited to be here. Um, what have you made of the transfer window? Give me a rating out of 10. Um, of course, we've had seven players come in. Nine, if you want to include uh, Pedro Poro and Kulosevsky, who have just signed on permanent deals at the start of the season or in the summer. Um, ten players out the door. Um, one player, it was announced this morning that Harvey White has now left on a permanent deal to uh, sign for Stevenage. It was only approved by the EFL this morning. That's why it wasn't um, announced last night. Um, but what have you made of Tottenham Hotspur's transfer business overall? Um, you know what? Going into this transfer window, I was very calm. So, you know, like I said about last season, I was very dejected, very kind of despondent about our chances and, and, and the seasons ahead, all right? When it came down to the, a new manager, when it came down to what we were going to do with our squad and stuff like that. <clears throat> but to kind of see the players that we brought in, majority of them are a bit of a risk. They are a bit of a punt, do you know what I mean? But they are all um, suited to the Ange Postacoglu way of playing football. And this is what gives me some faith. This is what gives me some belief um, in, in going forward with them. Do I think that we could have done, should have done more? Yes, but that's what happens every single summer. Yeah. We've said this every single summer. We should, have got, we should have got one more here. We should have got another one here. Uh, if only if we got that one. If only if we got 
you know, so that happens every single year. It was tough um, getting some players out of the side. I felt that we could have taken, you know, um, you know, there was a, there, there was the, uh, the last bid, I think it was from Ren for Davis and Ch Sanchez, which was about 12 million euro. I think we could have, you know, taken that because what else was we waiting for? Another three mil euro to, to sanction the deal. I think well, if you had, Go on, I was go on gonna, Chris. I was, was going to say, Rick, are you surprised, and I, I probably should have added this into the question, are you surprised that the likes of Pierre Mihoybier, he had offers uh, to go to yeah. Fulham, um, Spurs rejected uh, an offer for him to go to Atletico Madrid because the terms weren't right of the deal. Davinson Sanchez, who you mentioned there, he had offers, Spurs wanted a little bit more money for him. You know, there are a whole host of players that could have possibly gone out the door. Uh, Hugo Lloris had offers, didn't go. Um, are you surprised? Yeah, I am. I am because, and, and I, there is a part of me that do feel, that does feel with Hugo and with Dyer that we could have helped facilitate a move a bit more as a club standing. These two have been here, whatever your, whatever your opinion is of Dyer, uh, they've been here and have served the club for a very long time. Dyer, nine years, uh, Hugo, 11 years. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I felt that we could have helped. You know, Dyer was looking for a loan. Um, otherwise, he was going to sit out the season. So we, we could have loaned. I, I mean, I know it's bad financial sense, but I think it's, a, it's better than having him in the background, you know, in the bomb squad, training over there while you're trying to move forward. You're still going to be paying him the wages, weekly wages, and he's not going to be happy. And you've got him not happy. You've got Hugo not happy. And the couple of others that are... Tongue's not happy, you know, uh, you got a, you got a couple of others just kind of in this side squad that are not going to be there as happy people, and I think it could disrupt the energy a little bit of the the, the new look Tottenham. You know, the, the way that we're moving forward, the way that we're pushing forward. I think it could disrupt that a little bit. Um, so I, I do think that we could have done better in getting some of these players out and giving them a better move. You know, um, I, I don't know how much we was looking for for for, for Dyer, but if he wasn't looking to go, or if he wants to go to a Champions League team, then okay. Then loan him out and let him go on a free. Because come January, he can sign with anyone he wants to anyway. And then he's still sitting at the club. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we're going to get any money for him. We brought him in for four mil. So even a loan fee, if you would have got a loan fee of three mil off of somebody, and then he went for a, a, a free next year, you're still getting some money back. Do you know what I mean? And plus those wages off, off the bill. And then plus being able to go in for the defender that you really want. If you look at the, 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 the stature of the defenders that we wanted, talking about Tossin and talking about Lloyd Kelly, I know everyone was going a bit crazy with Lloyd Kelly, but, yeah. <clears throat> but tall, a uh, bit of a ball player and with speed. This, this, this is a bit like Rocky. You know, when, uh, you know when he's like, you need speed, you need... Dirty, greasy, lightning speed, you know, when Mickey tells him. This is what this side's about. And this is what we, what we need for moving forward. And like everybody said, if we get one, two injuries, then it's back to the old and we're, we're hoping and praying for the best. But for me personally, I want all of our players to be the best that they can possibly be. Hugo's already stated that he wanted to leave for a new project. I don't understand, especially with that whole niece thing, you know, yeah. them, them dropping Schmeichel on a free and him saying no to them, that did kind of confuse me uh, because he would have been the number one there and back to his boyhood uh, club. The Hoiberg one, okay, look, Hoiberg holds some value for us. So I can understand them holding out for a little bit and maybe making a deal in, 
in January, but he's he's a Viking. He is very much a leader. He's very much a kind of senior player. And I would hate him to be upset. I see him being a professional, but I would hate him to be upset in and around that squad because he can come up, come in and do a job for us and shore it up like he did today, like he did last week. He can do that for us. But that's, that's where he is in the squad and in the squad pecking order. He's there on the bench to come off of it or as a rotation because of suspension or stuff, you know, or an injury. He's there to shore it up right now. And him as a professional, I see him being able to perform as a professional. But everyone's going to be upset and they're going to, it's going to take a little while. Maybe this international break will help. But it's going to take them a little while to kind of get their heads around, OK, we're still at Tottenham. OK, what do we have to do? You know, um, yes, that we could have done more. I think we could have done more on the outgoings. I think we could have done a bit more on the incomings as well. Um, but you know what? Uh, I, I'm just happy from what the boss has said that we have definitely got players in that he wants. Now, whether the scouts come to him and say, look, this fits your profile or, you know, have a look at this one or whether Andrew's gone, I want A, B and C. They've, especially without a director of football, they've worked it out. <laughs> they've worked it out and they've worked a system in which we've got a ton of players that are there for the Cogley system. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I'm happy with. I'm happy with the new side. I'm happy with the new look. I'm happy with the freshness. Those that need to go, now they're going to be in the bomb squad at training. And I just hope that they don't disrupt the energy and the, and, and the good feeling that we have moving forward. Ricky, just very quickly, your thoughts on Brennan Johnson? I'm really excited by him. I think he's a young player. I think people want to, uh, you know, um, if anybody's seen those the, the Y Scout uh, stats and stuff like that, you might be a bit alarmed that he doesn't do too many short passes or this and other. But what he really what he does really well is break the lines. He's he's direct. He's dynamic. He's a speed merchant. Again, he can strike with both of his feet. He loves the corner of the goal. And don't just look at last year. Last year was his first season in the Premiership where he done well. Uh, Chris, I'm sure you can give me the stats on his goals and assists right now. I can't remember them. But he done, he, I think it's eight. But he done really well in, in the kind of, um, in the transition period going from a Championship side to a Premier League side. But if you yeah. look at his, if you look at him last year and the amount of goals and assists that he scored, uh, that he provided last year, uh, as they were going, as Nottingham Forest were going for promotion, he was a standout. He's one of their own. They love him to bits. I don't think Nottingham Forest fan base wanted to see him go, um, but he wanted to come to Tottenham. Um, and I love that. I love it when a player wants to come. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. it, he, he's got a lot to prove and, and he's hungry for it. And I think that we're going to see that from him. Um, you can't put all the pressure on his shoulders. You can't put the price tag on his shoulders. What we need to remember is that he's an Ange Postacoglu pick and we've got to give him time to work the system and all of that. But he's definitely going to come in hungry and he's definitely going to want to prove himself. So with the rotation and with the fluid way in which we're playing right now, I think he could be very dangerous. I think he could give us something else. When we want to take Madison off, we could flip Kulu into the number eight, and I, which I think Kulu would be dynamite in that number eight, number 10 role. And you could put Brennan out on the right-hand side. And what does that look like? Or you want to swap it over, stick him on the left-hand side. Then he's got the cut in and shoot with the right foot. What is that going to look like? What I think is that having absolutely uh, greasy, fast, lightning speed is going to be, it's going to, it's just going to be dangerous for everyone that comes to, 
to, to play Tottenham. You know, think about that whole side right now. Everybody's Yudogi, Poro, uh, Mickey van der Ven, Romero. But everyone's got speed. Everybody's got some speed right now. And so if you can get those transitions happening really, really quick, then my gosh, we're a trouble for any side. And I don't care who we come up against. As long as we play in the same style and the same way, I think it could be a really, really good buy for us. And I think it could change the, the way in which we play. I love your quick answers, Rick. Darren. Yeah, I know they're quick, isn't it? <laughs> Darren, your thoughts on the transfer window, ins and outs? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting what Ange said, because he said he doesn't really get a say. So I don't really get a say, you know, they sort of tell me at the last minute. Yeah, look, you know. So um, um, I think it's been good. The only thing that worries me, um, and I think that the reason it's good is because the start of the season speaks for itself. The only thing that worries me, as has been said, um, our friend Richard Whitehead and a few people mentioned it on um, around and about on Twitter and forums uh, recently, that we're an injury short or an African Cup of Nations short of, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. being in trouble. I mean, God forbid, you know, like Madison gets, a, someone targets him, you know, and he gets out, then he really is the only one that's doing that role at the moment, that that number 10 role that he does so well. Um, you know, Romero, God forbid something happens to him, you know, then what's he going to do? He's going to put Sanchez or Dyer back in, you know. So um, by and large, I am happy. And I think it's interesting who we, as uh, Ricky said um, in his monologue, uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting who we haven't got rid of, really. Um, I think it's not so much who we signed as opposed to, you know, who's still at the club. And like Chris uh, Ricky said, you know, the Bond squad are just going to be out uh, training on their own, who, who is not even in the squad. You know, you look at Ndombele, um, and I know he's injured, but uh, Sessignon, you know, where's, where's his place? So I think that we could really do with shipping some dead wood. I don't like to use that expression, but, you know, shipping them out and, and getting a really good centre-back or two for that cover. You know, Van der Ven and Romero have acquitted themselves so well this season that if they get injured, where are we then? And I just want to say another thing. It was crossing my mind. It's not just... This is sort of slightly going off piece. It's not just the front foot forward attacking football. I've got to say, apart from a couple of rubbish goals today, but defensively, Everyone is playing their part. And I'd love to know, because um, we know about the running in spaces and the fluidity and the freedom and the expression we've, we've discussed today. But defensively, we look really solid and everyone is coming back and making those tackles. You know, all the midfielders are coming and doing their job and dropping deeper. It'd be really interesting. I don't know if um, you guys can um, uh, have got any more knowledge about uh, what Angie's sort of thinking defensively. Has he said anything about his philosophy in that respect? Chris? No. Anyone? No, not really. No. I, see, I said on this channel many times and when I went out to Singapore, Thailand and um, Australia, um, the the training sessions that I went to, you didn't see any defensive work. Whether that was just a, you know, whether that was just a thing that he wanted to, you know, entertain the crowd that come along, it was just all about attacking play. But of course, I'm sure defensive work goes on behind the scenes. But as Ricky has said on this channel many times, it was all about, you know, having the defenders that he wanted in and if you didn't have those defenders in, what's the point in doing defensive work with the players that you know can't actually do the job properly? Mm -hmm. Or, or with, with players like Eric Dyer that 
he knew at that time probably that he didn't want to use going forward. So Van der Ven, etc., coming in, you know, I think things are different now. But um, I think the the style certainly um, entertains me, and 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 there is that risk. And a number of players have already said it. You know, they like playing with that risk. You know, what is football without uh, risk? Uh, one of the players said re- recently, uh, and I love that attitude. I think I think it's great. But you do need to have fast players. But I do agree with you, Darren. Um, a couple of injuries to key players in this uh, starting eleven at the moment, I think, will really um, hurt us. You know, going forward. But you know, hopefully, we can be injury free, and hopefully, we can be playing like this. You know, for many many weeks and months to come. And you know, don't forget, we've got Ben Please God, coming back in November. Yeah. That'd be like a new signing. Postacoglu said that um, yesterday in the, the press conference. He'll be like a new signing when he comes back. So that's exciting. That'll be good news when he comes back into the frame. Um, yeah. Gary, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts very quickly on the uh, transfer window. You happy? What rating out of 10 would you give it? Probably six, maybe a seven, six or a seven. But for me, I'm, I'm more frustrated at the players we can get out. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see Redmond go Man United. I was a bit shocked with that one. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. But for me, you know, the likes of Sanchez and Dyer and players like that, Lloris and Ndombele, get them out before Regulon. But look, I mean, there's obviously all like politics behind it and there's a reason why certain players ain't going out the door and stuff like that. But you'd have to say with the team that we've got at the moment, yes, right, you know, we can all think, oh, ifs and buts and, and, and Darren's right to get injuries and everything else. But you can just look at what we have at the moment and how we're playing. And, and you touched on it as well. When you say about was there any defensive work done, well, you know, a lot of the players like what was playing against Fulham ain't going to really play in our team. So it doesn't really matter. You know, when you look at Sanchez in defence or he's trying to cover back and stuff, it's a t- totally different ball game with the players. You know, I'm not watching them games. It's not heart in my mouth. Yes. I mean, if you think the start of the season, OK, we conceded a couple of silly goals today and then one from open play Brentford. The other was a penalty. That never was a penalty. And other than that, there's been nothing else. I think defensively, there's always going to be where you're, you know, Ricky said it, if Van der Ver was a bit unlucky, I think he was unlucky with his own goal. I think he come for one own goal, could have been, but massively unlucky. When you look in a game that's 100 odd minutes and you look at VAR and the referees and some of the decisions and you look at open play, how we've been playing, we've been really good in defence. You can't really turn around and point your finger at any defensive player or even midfield or anything and say, look, they've mistakes here and there. There's been nothing to the extent of when you look at Sanchez, Dyer, Ben Davis and players like that. They're miles apart. So for me, yes, it's frustrating when he gets to play that. I don't know a great deal about this guy coming from Nottingham Forest, but from what I've seen on Sky and other stuff and what Ricky said, he sounds really exciting and promising. And I think going forward with pace, we look like we keep shaping the fence. And I think the players are playing... With confidence, you know, like to Davis, Dyer, uh, Sanchez, and all in place, they used to be having arguments on the on the field. You know, they'd be falling out with each other. They certainly weren't getting a huddle and cuddling together, and you know, and then playing with that confidence. For me, it's just it's, it is miles apart, and and yeah, I'll give it a six or a seven, but I can only go with how things have started so far, and I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy. Well, we're going to end the podcast on a couple of comments here. Um, Hans Postacoglu in his press conference has been talking about Brennan Johnson. He said he's young 
Uh, he's exciting. He's an ambitious guy. It's no secret I wanted him to be a part of the model. Um, it's about the person you're bringing in rather than the footballer. He's hungry. He wants to take his game to the next level. And James Madison has just tweeted, love this team. Happy Saturdays, boys and girls. Hey. Ricky well, Norwood, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. I love this, Ricky Norwood. I love this version of you. When we win 5 to away, Hoodmin Son scores a hat-trick. Please come again. Please come. Yeah, where can people find you? They, uh, you guys know where you can find me. I'll probably be here on the next league game. But um, uh, you can find me on Twitter or on X right now at Ricky J Norwood, which is down here in the little comment bar um, on Instagram, official Ricky Norwood. And again, thank you to, to Gaz, to Dow, Chris, always an honour and a pleasure. But every single one of you Tottenham and EastEnders fans out there that sent me love and sent messages of support and the, the energy was overwhelming. So I thank you all and um, I look forward to the next one. And come on, you Spurs. Come on. Darren, thanks so much for returning to the show. Looking forward to having you back on at some point in the near future. Where can people find you? Um, Darren Altman on Twitter, on Instagram, and on, on, and, and on TikTok. Do you know TikTok, uh, Chris? It's for the kids. Yeah, for the kids. Shape up, granddad, for Christ's sake. Um, 60, so, 60 second updates every day on TikTok. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're bashing them out. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm just, do you know what I'm looking forward to, Chris? I'm looking forward to when we all get together for a post-podcast huddle. <laughs> Come on. Well, we, we did go out for dinner once, didn't we, the four of us? Yeah, you know, well, that was really yeah. well, after that, that was. Yeah. That's yeah. over that's overdue. We should we should arrange that very soon. Yeah. Um, Good. Darren, where, where can people find you? Have you said? Yeah, um, uh, Darren Altman on Twitter and on TikTok and on Instagram. I'm at Darren Altman underscore VO for voiceover. And I post all my voiceover sessions and silly impressions. So, yeah, all of that nonsense. And Gary, lovely to have you back. Hopefully get you back on sometime in the near future when Spurs win again. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me sometimes on your show. Or if not, I'm going live on Facebook and Instagram. But whether you want to watch me when I go live on those sort of things, I'm not sure. I did notice, Darren, my show yesterday, you didn't jump on the live. I did watch your show because only for one reason. I wanted to see your abs. But you, know. you must be disappointed when you saw the drag queen on there singing then, surely. Yeah, thought, well, Gary's changed. Christ. You know, uh, I'm just glad I've done this one, not the full one the other day. I must admit, when you gave me the option and I was like, what should I do? Um, yeah, I know. I know. I'll take the Burnley one. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. Because <laughs> you wouldn't be angry on here. I know that. It's never good. Well, Gary, Ricky, Darren, thanks so much for your time this evening. And uh, thank you very much to the 23,000 people who have watched this so far wow. on YouTube in the last hour and 40. So wow. I hope you're as happy as all of, the, all of us. And we've seen uh, the incredible support all around the world. So it is unbelievable. So thank you so much for all of your support, supporting this channel, supporting the audio version as well. Uh, it does mean a lot to us. And uh, hopefully... This form uh, under Postacoglu will continue and we will keep climbing up that Premier League table and Hunmin uh, Son will keep scoring many more goals. I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on!
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.